0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here at Sacred Anarchy. You guys, this is one of my favorite subjects ever. Of course, we had to do a live cast about it. So um, before we kind of introduce today's topic, I just want to welcome all of our new listeners and to do a brief little updates because, you know, this is my opportunity to really share with you guys next steps and how to get the most out of Uh, your learning here at Sacred Anarchy and all of the amazing things that we are here to share and offer you. So firstly, uh, I am going to do an official Sacred Anarchy launch. Uh, I started Sacred Anarchy about a year and a half ago, and it was really just Bootstraps of just dissolving an old business and jumping right into this one. And I just don't feel that I have given it a, a fair chance to shine and thrive and celebrate what we're actually doing. And this is a very important movement uh, that we are contributing to, which is to find sacred anarchy within so that we can find anarchy without uh, outside of ourselves. But it all begins as an inside journey. So I will be doing an official launch of Sacred Anarchy. So I want to make sure you guys are on my mailing list. So if you're not over at sacredanarchy.org right now, watching this live cast, maybe watching the replay or in the mystery school, please do make sure that you're on our mailing list um, so that you can get the updates of what is going to be taking place. So that should be happening in the next, I would say in the next two weeks or so. And so that's my first announcement. Uh, Secondly, I have been so busy behind the scenes getting ready for this big reveal that I have failed to update the podcast. So if you have been listening to the podcast over on Spotify, iTunes, uh, you know Rumble, Bumble, all of the, all the places, right? Um, I have finally done that. So if you want to go ahead and listen with your dog on a walk or in your car while commuting, you can now listen to all of the episodes there. But in addition, you can watch the actual presentations inside of the Sacred Anarchy Mystery School. And that's absolutely free to join as a free member uh, at sacredanarchy.org. You can register for your free membership. All right, that's my announcements today. I want to give a warm welcome to my co-host and beautiful partner.
1: Happy Thursday, everybody
0: who has so delightfully put together an amazing presentation. And obviously, if you've been with me for a while, you know it is one of my favorite topics. Today, we're diving in to the Trivium. And I wanna mention one more thing about the Trivium before we get into this. I have been so enamored and immersed in what we're going to talk about today that I actually have an Oracle deck coming out called the Nightside Oracle. And as you're going to come to learn in our talk today that you must cross the abyss in order to obtain knowledge and knowledge uh actually to obtain wisdom and before you can obtain wisdom you must cross the abyss you have to enter into the night side or the underworld so more on that as we get into today's talk so what do you think Chad should we get into this the Trivium let's do it
1: <laughs> I think it's important that we announce uh before we get into this that Just to clear up any confusion, we are not about to discuss the heavy metal band from Orlando. We are not. This is not about them. This is about. the. (laughs) I didn't know
0: there was one.
1: And now, you know, and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners
0: plug though for them. So,
1: so check them out. (laughs) They've got to be on the right track if they're called trivium, but this is, they know
0: what's up. This is clearly the,
1: the classical teaching method of the ancient world. Beautiful. Da, 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 da.
0: Dun, da, da, da.
1: Okay, we've already set it up. Let's go right into it. Trivium. In Latin, the word trivium means the place where three roads meet. Therefore, the classical education, the trivium of the trivium, consisting of learning and practicing three arts or skills, referred to as grammar, dialectic, and rhetoric. Uh, These were the first three subjects of what was called the seven liberal arts. The seven subjects of the ancient world, known as the seven liberal arts, consisted of the trivium of grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And the quadrivium of astronomy, which back then was actually what we now refer to as astrology, mathematics, geometry, and music.
0: We're going to definitely
1: have to do the quadrivium uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah we're I
0: definitely going to have to dive into that i
1: think the the people would like that <laughs>
0: beautiful can't wait beautiful graphic
1: there Ooh. so the first subject of the trivium is grammar and we know grammar uh as language and words uh but in this case it's uh what we would call knowledge and the input phase Of information gathering, grammar asks or answers the question of the what, meaning who, where, and when of the subject matter.
0: So let's just set this up because obviously we're such dorks that we're so passionate about this, but this is important because if you ever want to get to the truth, okay, what is wisdom? It is being one with the truth. And that truth, has to do with getting to the bottom of what is occulted, what is not right in front of us. We have to dive a little deeper. So we have to learn how to ask the right questions if we're ever going to get to the truth. The truth is not delivered on a silver platter. And I think this is one of the the things we really have to swallow and digest that you know, to be alive in on planet Earth. We have to go through our own journey, the journey to truth. And that truth is wrapped up in who and what we are. So through the trivium, we're going to be able to not only get to the truth, we're going to have a framework. We have an actual roadmap that will lead us to the truth. It will lead us to wisdom and healing and change behavior and understanding and compassion and all the things that we're all searching for day in and day out
1: yeah as, as Angel said this is this is the the method that you would apply to all kinds of issues in your life. Um, it's the order to process the information with the what the grammar, it's, you know, it's getting to the who, to make a, a you know, a, a analogy, if, if a crime has occurred and someone has been murdered, you wouldn't sit around asking, why did this happen? You would probably want to <laughs> know who, who was it first? Who are they? Who is this person? Because how can you discuss the why of it before you know oh. who it is? Yeah. So
0: so it's very chronological to there, you know, the the thing about and let's just dive right in. The the thing about swimming in the unconscious, where things have not been brought to light, right? There we don't know the truth until it's been brought to light. And that's this concept of swimming in the abyss. We're gonna swim in the murky dark waters where we don't know, right? Which is basically ignorance. So the step, if we're gonna have one step that came before. The trivium, it would be ignorance. So we're going to go from ignorant to wise. So in order to begin the journey from getting out of whatever we don't know, which is ignorance, we have to swim in the unconscious waters. So we're entering into our unconscious waters when we enter into Dayat, which is in Kabbalah that sephiro, it's the, it's called a phantom sephiro, right there in the middle. And that's where we enter into the trivium, where we say, look, I wanna know what I don't know currently. And that is where we begin our journey. So everything that might seem chaotic, because usually when you think about unconsciousness or the underworld or the night side, as I like to call it, usually people get tripped up because they can't see in the dark. Where this is an opportunity to now say, look, I want to know something when whatever that might be, anything that I'm willing to swim in the dark and postpone instant gratification long enough to find the light. And this is the beautiful, uh, sacred journey to wisdom.
1: So let's get into why the, what is so important. (laughs) So why is who, what, where and when important? Well, discovering and ordering the facts of reality comprises basic systemic, uh, systematic knowledge. Not only are the rules developed and applied to the ordering of the concepts for verbal communication, but our first contact with consciously ordering as such. This is the initial self-conscious technique used in properly organizing a body of knowledge from raw factual data, for the purpose of gaining an understanding through logic and also organizing the individual human mind. It is the foundation upon which all other methods of organization and order are built.
0: So I love this word raw because it's it implies, you know, this organic matter. And as I was mentioning about swimming in the unconscious, we think of it as being so chaotic because we can't see, but even in chaos, there is an order. There is a pattern. And as we talked about in our last uh, segment on natural law, the principle of rhythm is where we find the pattern. So we're going to be able to start to break down the raw data and find the pattern. So we're like little detectives here as we're learning how to use the Trivium and again, you can use the Trivium for whatever question you have. If you want to heal, you know, if you want to have a relationship, it, you know, whatever question you have, it can it begins here.
1: We'll get into to the um how the Trivium is is used improperly. And in fact, used to confuse the individual. Um, so, so this is also how to, how to apply it to a, a situation in, you know, the society as a whole, your local town, city, uh, country, whatever, like global issue. It's like you have to get down to the root foundation of what started the problem. Who did it? Where did it happen? You know, when did it happen?
0: All right. Step two,
1: logic. Logic is the understanding and the processor. It asks or answers the question why of the subject.
0: So, so this, after you've yeah.
1: discovered, after you've, you've, you've determined what, who uh, the subject matter is, now it's on to the why, why did this happen? Why, you know, why is the the issue occurring?
0: And this is important because most people are going into their logic side of themselves, trying to ask themselves why before they've actually collected the data, right? Which is the what we have to go collect knowledge. We have to collect information in order to understand the what. And then when we start to, it's kind of like, I'm sure there's so many murder shows and mystery crime shows on television. I mean, there's a reason for this, you know? We're watching, it's, it's very natural for us to watch like things come, come undone and then come back together to actually have a resolution. So when we skip the what or the logic step, We're jumping the gun and we never get a strong foundation for our case.
1: So developing the faculty of reason in establishing valid, that means non-contradictory relationships among facts yields basic systematic understanding. It is a guide for thinking correctly. This means thinking without contradiction without holding multiple beliefs at the same time that do not support one another, you know, believing in, in what we would call a logical fallacy.
0: So would you, would we also refer to this as cognitive dissonance?
1: That is the the definition of it. Yes. And we'll, we'll um, touch upon that towards the end.
0: So, The idea here is when we set the foundation uh, first with the what, we can start to zero in on the things that don't make sense, right? But if we never collect the data, then we're not going to have enough stuff in our briefcase to sort through in order to really get through the why question. So it's like, how can you ask why without the data? Because the data is going to start to show patterns. And this is huge because personally, the trivium is what helped me, uh, heal, you know, from a chronic health condition. I had to ask myself what, but I was. Skipping that step for several decades, going, Why is this happening? Why isn't it working? Da 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 da, right? Bounding my head against the wall. But I wasn't, I didn't have enough. I wasn't tracking the data of the things I had already tried. I hadn't tracked the data of my feelings. I hadn't gone, I hadn't collected all the stuff in my briefcase that I needed to see in order to see what was, what could be contradictory within me. So there's a healing example for you.
1: So going a little more in depth, or should I say more concisely, (laughs) it is the art of non-contradictory identification. The work of logic is proof. Uh, Proof consists of establishing the truth and validity of a concept in correspondence with objective factual reality by following a self-consistent chain of higher level thought back down to foundational and primary concepts. Existence, consciousness, and causality—it's
0: like the murder shows, right? The crime shows of like, what was the cause of death? You know, you start to say, "Oh, well, it seems like the body's been dead for more than twenty-four hours. It had a gash in the back of the neck." It's like all the data, you know, before they ever get into why did somebody do it or why did this this occur. And and this is very important because we're—I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to drill this in because I feel like. Our our society is jumping the gun to jump on board with something before they've ever collected data. They have not swam in those unconscious waters long enough to collect enough information to even make their case. So then when you try to go have a harmless conversation with somebody, they don't have anything to back up why they even believe what they believe
1: yeah just think of the think of the uh nightly news or you know the big story of the day the the anchor gets on and they they start immediately talking about a situation um you know which has occurred and telling you you know why it's occurred and no with zero proof no uh no as it says here no correspondence with objective factual reality. So if you just take on the the why that someone's giving you without the proof, you're taking on you don't know. you don't know what your information you're really holding on to at that point, you know, and you're setting yourself up for a future emotional experience called cognitive dissonance when you find out the exact opposite is true and we could go down dark rabbit (laughs) holes that many people uh in very recent years uh were were led to believe was absolutely true and why did they accept this i have no idea if they'd used the trivium a couple years ago Millions of people would not have taken the decision they've made because they would have applied the, the, the fact there was no proof right. that what they were about to embark upon was true. Right. That it was that it was objectively truthful. Objective there just truth. not
0: enough data yeah. to make the decision. You
1: couldn't. It was impossible. Mm-hmm. But and millions yeah, here of we people uh, took it on is absolute fact.
0: Well, and this is where should we get into uh, the inversion of? No, no, okay. well, that's, we'll, we'll cover yeah. that a little bit. <laughs> All right, perfect.
1: Logic is a means of keeping us in touch and grounded to objective reality in our search for valid knowledge and understanding. Logic brings the rhythm of the subjective thoughts of the mind and the subsequent actions of the body into harmony with the rhythm of the objective universe. The intention is to synchronize individual mental processes and their actions with the processes of our surrounding natural factual existence. So what is, what is being ground into this, this statement? Objective truth. This is really real. And we know this because we've assembled all the data and everything has proven to be factually, objectively true. It can't, it, it's not any other way. There is no
0: Unless another piece of data eventually at some point comes to take it to the next level. But until then, the data shows the, what the data shows.
1: So Many times it's the, the arguments that you hear are, illogical right? Un- ungrounded they don't have any factual foundation for the argument to exist right and that's where you see the emotional people in the streets fighting with each other because one person you know, it's like they're not even talking at the same level because one person has a a grasp on objective reality and truth because they have sought out the proof. And the other person is just clinging to the why they was told was objective truth, AKA a logical fallacy. And
0: Mm. when
1: they're told when they're presented with the factual subject, uh, subjective, objective, grounded truth, they turn into a complete emotional frenzy because it's again, they are the the living contradiction. The, the The brain can't hold two beliefs at the same time. And when you apply the trivium to countless situations, countless ideas that are held as as proof in this this world, you'll see that not millions, but billions of people are walking around with a contradictory contradictory set of beliefs at the same exact time. And we wonder why people are always pissed.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, this isn't taught in the education. I mean, you you might get in a philosophy class and maybe in college, uh, but for the most part, you know, when you learn the trivium and you look at it from uh, a place of, of wanting to learn, you know, I think that, that, you know, you guys here listening to this uh, live cast, you know, you're seeking out new knowledge in fact i've even seen a lot of you guys who are joining the sacred anarchy parallel society group and you guys are filling out the answers of why you want to join and numerous of you guys have said i'm looking for new knowledge i'm looking for new information you have information that is helping me see things from a different perspective so that is natural so whatever is not working in our life of course the natural the natural solution of what's not working is to go out and find new information. That's the very beginning of this, of the trivium. And then we can assess and start to create the logic uh, put the puzzle piece together so
1: that it makes sense. Get smart. So the last stage of the trivium after you've uh, defined the what and answered the why of the what you move on to the rhetoric stage, which is the wisdom and the output rhetoric asks or answers the how of the subject.
0: And the two philosophers talking it out (laughs) wisdom, wisdom, you know, I just want to mention this wisdom is, um, change behavior. So once you have data and you've processed the data, What are you going to do with the data? And that, so you don't actually get to this part in the trivium without doing something with the, with the new knowledge that you, the new understanding of the knowledge that you've acquired. So, and that's changed behavior.
1: Boom. Applying knowledge and understanding expressively comprises wisdom. In other words, it is systematically usable knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is deduced once you have explored and found the proper choice of methods for expressing the conclusions of grammar and logic on a subject. The proclamation of those conclusions is called a statement statement of rationale. The set of instructions deduced from the rationale for the purpose of application— of those conclusions in the real world is called the statement of protocols.
0: So here we go. This is where we start to make different choices, right? This is the foundation of creating a new world is we first have to know, well, what, need, what, what hasn't worked in the past, Right. That's why studying our origins, our true origins, not just the history books that we are, you know, fed in, you know, school, but when we get to the what, right, when we actually know what we're looking at. But if you try to skip the step of what, in this case, for my ex- argument, your origins, you will always feel that something is not quite right because you don't know where you came from. You don't know who you are you don't know what what you are that's the first part of the trivium and my whole work with sacred anarchy is getting you to help you answer the question of who am i and why am i here but guess what we can't get to the why am i here without first asking the question of who am i because that's part of the what so this is this is such a, a beautiful road map to getting to where we need to go as a society, as a civilization, and as individuals.
1: I like the question, who am I and what the fuck happened? no. Like, why am I here? Then I go there. That's my personal trivium. (laughs) So uh, Angel alluded to it a couple of frames ago of the inversion of the trivium now why would why would one invert the uh the, the the method of learning um so there's many reasons and my um my personal thoughts are that uh it's we don't want yeah oh. it's intentional we don't want um people to to you know grow up and be able to uh logically assess data and process it and create a set of protocols from that data. We want people to be in a constant state of confusion, constantly arguing with each other, never being able to Make any organize progress. and create any kind of self-determination mm-hmm. whatsoever. So logic before grammar is putting the cart before the horse. You cannot discuss the why of a situation if you do not even know what the situation is to begin with. I left this picture.
0: It's so, he's so cute.
1: Sure, somebody somebody <laughs> at some point and it actually hooked up their horse like that. <laughs> and thus the phrase was born. So uh, logic for grammar, this is a common problem in today's world where the school systems have taught children for generations to think critically with what's called the classical trivium which is the wrong order for utilizing the trivium method of critical thinking. In this method, the order has been inverted to logic, grammar, and rhetoric. In the case of the trivium, the order really does matter. This woman's mind is blown. She
0: She looks pretty confused.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, she's about to actually spontaneously combust. So to uh, give you like an example, which you've, most likely had these uh, situations countless times in your uh, endeavors through life. Uh, but have you ever been in a, in a discussion where you felt like you just weren't on the same page with the other person and that no matter how much information you shared, their mind was already made up? This is a common problem in today's world. And what this is, this is because the person has falsely believes that they have, 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 have achieved wisdom because they were taught the why before they knew the what. And when you introduce contradictory information uh, to contradictory, you know, beliefs at the same time, the person starts to experience cognitive dissonance, which is a very emotional Mm -hmm. uh, feeling. You, you know, this can't be because it's this it's like, well, no, you know, here it is this, this, and this, and this, and they just can't, process it. And this is why, you know, arguments don't ever don't ever have a solution when the two parties hold different sets of beliefs. If even though one has the logical, you know, proof, the foundational proof of the of the what, the other person that already believes the other thing won't let go of what they believe at the same time. So it's just even though you put out all the facts, and I've you know butted in my head against many a human being in my day putting out all the facts of the person or the situation or the event or what really happened, like even though there's all kinds of information that we now have to to process, the person will not budge, just absolutely like a stone. And we see it all the time.
0: So the thing about an argument, and if you ask any scholarly philosophical mind, an argument is actually a very healthy and prosperous way to get to a deeper understanding of anything. So when cognitive dissonance enters into that frame, that scene, it creates an emotional response. But if you think of it from a philosophical mind, those two minds or three minds, whoever's in the discussion, what they're looking for is a deeper truth. Instead of being attached to a belief, which is not a truth and which is likely not even a fact, you're forfeiting finding the deeper truth. So, Truly an argument, If you, I mean, this is for anyone in a relationship, you know, whether in, with friends or whatever, you know, you can come to a deeper understanding where you start to ask the right questions, right? Like the what questions, the who, the when, the where, right? You start to ask those questions and together you start to find the deeper truth. Now, when your ego is leading the show, you want to just be right. But any great philosopher doesn't need to lead with the ego because to be, have a philosophical mind, which is really what the trivium is foundation is, is philosophy. You, your goal is to get to the truth regardless of beliefs, regardless of, you know, this is, but this is what I was taught. It's always to get to a deeper understanding and that's, what's birthed. That's what wisdom is. It's birthing this new idea into existence.
1: Yeah. I mean, just imagine the, the, the deeper Understanding everyone could come to if everybody was approaching a subject matter with an order of grammar, logic, and rhetoric, you know working together, having a a truly you know scholarly, cohesive, <laughs> like respectful argument.
0: Like genuinely wanting to to know to
1: get to the bottom. I
0: genuinely want to know versus why this is bothering you.
1: One person who's been taught logic that, you know, is just regurgitating a a logic they've been told. The other person has the grammar and the logic. Like, it's just, it's just not, it's just not friendly. It's not right. But
0: arguments are a good thing. I definitely want to reiterate that getting having an argument is leading you to deeper understanding. Um, it should just be done in a healthy way. It should have some infrastructure, like the Trivium.
1: So what happens when you give someone the Trivium and they don't accept it? Oh. Cognitive dissonance. In psychology, cognitive dissonance is the mental stress or discomfort experienced by an individual who holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values at the same time, or is confronted by new information that conflicts with existing beliefs, ideas, or values.
0: Good image there.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, the internal battle. Like, Mm -hmm. it's true, but it it can't be because I was told this, but it's true.
0: No, I mean, going back to my, my healing um, example, you know, if, you know, what is dis-ease? What is discomfort? What is unhappiness, right? It's contradiction, right? It's you being out of this, out of your natural state, your natural harmonious state. So anyone that is experiencing cognitive dissonance, that is releasing a vibration within your body. So you might think, oh, I don't know why I'm overweight or I don't know why I have the skin condition. I don't know why fill in the blank. I have this issue. But we never really think to look at our mind. We never think to look at cognitive dissonance because this is creating uh, polarity. It's creating a, a tug of war within ourself. And that does affect the human body. So anxiety, where does anxiety come from? Could it come from cognitive dissonance? Could the decisions that we're making healthy, uh, unhealthy decisions that we're making every day about how we cope with our problems, could that be a symptom of cognitive dissonance? And we're planting seeds here because everything is connected. You know, we are holistic. You know, there's no way to, you know, there's no way my beliefs could be making me sick. Why not? Where did you get that idea? Maybe that's the better, that's the better question. Where, who told you that?
1: Yeah, well, these are ingrained. If you, if the, if the young mind is, is taught how to process information incorrectly from a young age and they just adopt the, logic of the system or their parents um media etc um they're and they never learn this they never break free they'll have a lifetime of of discomfort um and uh, like take it beyond discomfort we're talking like you know you know mental slavery like the actual psychological um conflict that's that's holding people down like um an example that always really just um bugs me driving around town is the the um you know clearly like right wing conservative um you know status that has the you know don't tread on me speak uh sticker you know freedom sticker and then they have the thin blue line sticker supporting the police. So if you're conservative and you believe in freedom and individual you know individual freedoms and limited government and you know your Second Amendment rights, how could you simultaneously at the same time you know simultaneously hold the, the belief that you have to support the police military who the police are the enforcement wing of the state that would be the ones taking away, your guns enforcing the uh,
0: their authority the encroach-
1: encroachments on your freedom. It's, it's you know, you can't have both at the same time. And, and you know, the, the the left has these these same issues as well, where, you know, it's I think it's an art of politics to to keep the person so contradictory within themselves that when they both take the national stage and, you know, have have it out um they they can just be made may easily be made fools of because they're both holding contradictory right informations within themselves now of course the 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 left wing of the bird will always laugh at the contradictions of the right wing and the right wing will only see the contradictions of the left wing and they won't be ever look in the mirror and see that they are contradictory Uh, person but like unconsciously those people know that they are that they're contradicting themselves that what what they're holding is logically false yeah
0: the world is a stage
1: yeah and i I have one more rant but (laughs) based off of this uh plato quote rhetoric (laughs) is the art of ruling the minds of men So why does this trigger me or inspire me? uh, Because we were talking about the inversion of uh, grammar and logic, you know, logic before grammar. And then you hear rhetoric, you know, you get to the wisdom. Wow, yeah. What do we, I'd say, I mostly see the word rhetoric brought up in political terms. It's political rhetoric. It's, you know, it's Trump's rhetoric. It's Biden's rhetoric. It's like, shows me that the present day trivium is is completely inverted into which before we know the what or the why we're just being fed the how
0: yeah how are we gonna fix it
1: we're we're being fed the rhetoric first like here's the wisdom you know the 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 candidate fall gets on the stage and just spills out the the wisdom and then you know which we don't have any any data we haven't come to any logical conclusions uh off the data right and we're just being fed this ridiculously false well, that's rhetoric the blind
0: belief in authority <laughs> yeah, that, that whoever is on television or has a million followers somehow has more information than we have but that's an assumption or has more information is choosing not to reveal it, or is not sharing it. But then, therefore, how can we jump on board to to agree uh, with this authority figure if we don't ourselves have the data? So either it's being revealed, it's being hidden from us, or it's it's they don't have it. So either way, we shouldn't be jumping into the how we're going to fix the problem without all of the information about the problem first shared with everybody.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can get more people l- learning what the trivium is so they can not be manipulated, um, in this fashion. And as an anarchist, I, I sit back and I look at the, the, the political classes, you know, battling out the, the rhetoric of, of this candidate so stupid. And the candidate, uh, overhears rhetoric is stupid. And, in you know, our seat, we look at it all as like, Absolutely ridiculous, because it's so far, so far from subject. Sorry,
0: objective. (laughs) Objective.
1: You know, you know, factual truth. That it's mind-blowing that everyone's caught up in the the whirlpool, the whirlwind.
0: Rhetoric is the art of ruling the minds of men.
1: A lot of lot of minds. Just tell people
0: how to live. And you can rule their life. This is what you should do, right? When you think about, you know, friends that just want to tell you how to live, oh, get rid of him, get rid of her, da, 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 right? They're just talking about the how. how. But if you actually have like an argument, a a discussion, a conversation of like, well, let's look at this. Let's look at this from a deeper perspective of, you know, when did this start? You know, where is this coming from? you know, who is this person? Right. And then start to work backwards. And then till we get to how, but just to say, get rid and do this, or you're doing it wrong. This is the right answer. And then you never build true autonomy. You actually always be, uh, end up as an order follower versus a sovereign individual who lives and makes decisions for himself. And that is where we're at in a civilization where we're looking for somebody to mommy and daddy to tell us what to do. Yeah, you'll never Ie <laughs> the government or whoever. And we don't need to live like that.
1: Yeah, we each we each need to follow the 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 steps of the trivium to get to objective truth in all aspects. And
0: to life. get to so- personal sovereignty.
1: Yeah. I mean, my first mission using the trivium is I'm going to get to the who decided to carve all of these Ancient Greek philosophers <laughs> with no retina. They have no eyeballs. They just look like zombies. Like, I don't, it's, I got to find out. I got to get to the bottom get of this. To the
0: bottom of it, Chad. <laughs> All right, you guys, this has been fun. So, what are we going to do? We're going to go deeper. We're, We're barely scratching the surface, guys. I know we're having some deep conversations in this live cast, but there is so much more we want to share, uh, so much more I have available for you inside of the Mystery School. So if you have your free membership right now, I hope by now you do. If you have not signed up for that yet, you can go over to sacredanarchy.org sign up for the free mystery school, uh, membership to the mystery school. but if you're already in the mystery school and you're ready to be taking it to the next level, this is that invitation. It's time to activate your higher faculties. free yourself from mental slavery. There is a special invitation. there's a little video from me. I will explain exactly what I mean in that video. Uh, you can hop on over to sacredanarchy.org forward slash special Dash invitation. 333. Three, three. And in that video, uh, I will be talking to you guys about the great rebirth that is taking place in our world today. And it's time to get you involved, start to free yourself from this mental slavery, uh, heal yourself and eventually get you guys leading a movement and helping to create the new world. So um, if you haven't already joined the Sacred Anarchy Parallel Society, that is also absolutely free to join. Uh, You can learn more about the society at sacredanarchy.org forward slash society. It's growing. We have over, I think we have 12 or 1300 people now, so pretty excited about the, uh, the daily uh, requests for people joining. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you uh, better in a more personal and more intimate space. So check out the uh, sacred anarchy society and the mystery school and final words chat before we sign off.
1: Thanks for joining us Uh, subscribe and share, get some, some friends maybe involved, make it a, make it a play date. (laughs) Um, (laughs) as always i own me you own you agape good
0: night everyone